the um, most perplexing, perhaps the greatest problem that um, mankind has is the uh, question about what is reality, what is real, how do we know what is real, how do we know what is truth. The problem is actually quite a simple one, but um, it needs to be based on an understanding of what is real. Once you know what is reality, it's simple. It's a simple matter to know what is real. But if you assume reality is what it's not, then your um, ability to discern what is real on this foundation of lies isn't going to uh, work very well. Uh, let me start by saying this false reality began in um, Eden and there are three uh, major steps um, illustrated by three different women that have led to this particular worldview and we've done a video on this, the three women of liberalism. But to get into the issue of what reality is, or how we know it, reality is simply what we say it is. This is not the argument that reality is what we make it, that reality is all in the mind. The problem with this uh, way of thinking about reality is, of course, is that mind, what is mind? Mind is part of reality. Mind is, is mind what we think it is? Are we thinking our mind into existence? It's not a um, coherent foundation, it's not a coherent uh, concept, concept, and that's the whole secret of knowing what is real. It's what's rational, it's what's conceptually coherent. So if you have a concept that doesn't really make sense, that contradicts or conflicts with other concepts or ideas, there's an error in there. And if we can't figure out this error and our concepts are all inconsistent and there's this conflict, confliction between the whole body of concepts, we might be wise to presume that our whole configuration of understanding is flawed in some way. And since our conceptualizations are largely based on the events of Eden and then later Babylon, and Babylon is a biblical um, term in the sense that it's associated with biblical teachings, but it's a, in a historic um, place as well, and the events that are that transpired in Babylon 
that led to the um, confusion we're in are historic events as well as biblically um, taught um, incidences. In other words, the problems we have can be traced biblically and historically back to Babylon. The major problems, however, if you want to really centralize the issue, is more attached to the Greeks and their conception of reality as real meaning, natural meaning, objective in the sense it has nothing to do with mankind. And to say that we don't manufacture reality in our minds is not to say it's completely independent because we do decide what is real. But it's not a matter that we create the reality, it's a matter that we discern the reality. What is real is what is rational, it's what's coherent, it's what's ethical. It's what makes sense to us because if it doesn't make sense it's not real and it only makes sense if it's real. There's a logic to the world, there's a coherence, there's a communication and narrative that we need to understand, that we need to discern. The um, conventional materialistic or naturalist way of looking at reality um, as an objective, uh, con uh, objective um, factor or existence. Um, such that this table is somehow real be outside of us, beyond us, is incoherent. We can bang the table, it feels real, but we know it's not. This, as we've um, pursued science and our testing, we found out that the, this fabric, this a table, isn't really there. It's um, it's a perception more than anything. It's because of what um, our perspective is, our position vis-a-vis -vis all these things that makes these things real. Again, it's not that we're creating them mentally, but we're perceiving them as logical conceptions. They make sense. And why? because they're a communication to us. They're a narrative created by God. He spoke the world into existence. This ought not to seem strange to us because we speak things into existence. We formulate things in our mind. Our ideas have a reality to us. Everything that's not natural was created as an idea and most things were spoken into existence in the sense that they're described 
to be made real, to be manufactured. The narrative, the communication has a real existence in terms of its impact on what transpires in the world. So there's a there's a conception or a communication that we need to understand. God is spoke the world into existence as a set as a set of logical precepts, as a logical coherent idea. And we're we're trying to unravel this. So the reality is as we conceive it to be, because we can only conceive reality as it's meant to be conceived, and when we um, move away from this, we contradict the truth, we contradict reality, we contradict each other. Um, if we say this table is really lumpy and, and uh, multifaceted, no, we don't, we can't communicate to anybody what the table is because nobody understands what we mean because the table is a flat surface with four legs for um, performing uh, various human activities such as eating and, um, and writing on. Everybody understands that. Everybody that understands the concept of table understands the concept of table because the table is the concept, it's the construction of the terms and the ideas that form the table. If you talk about space, everybody understands space, who understands the concept of space, who understands the attributes that we've given to space to convey it as a communicable concept. It's all in the language, it's all in the terms. If the concepts contradict, if we say, oh, space is that thing with four legs and it runs around in here like a, 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 a crazy rabbit, we try, the, the hearer tries to reconfigure this idea of space into something else, perhaps that's a, into what a normal person would say is a cat. And they would say, well, oh, so you called your cat space. That's the way they would um, try to reconfigurate it within a, their conceptual framework to make it coherent. And if he said, no, no, this is real space, this is space, time, energy, and matter, and, and space is a four-legged beast, it just doesn't make sense. You'd have to reconfigure all our ideas and concepts for that to make sense. So this is with what conservatism is compared to liberalism. It's that um, protection of our conceptual reality and liberalism is trying to break down our reality and this is the war that's going on we're not we fight against powers and spiritual wickedness because these are, are trying to destroy our language our means of communicating our means of fabricating reality in the way that it's supposed to be god spoke reality into existence and then we re-speak it into existence within our framework and our our perspective and that's what reality is it's a 
re-communication, a re-formulating um, or a restatement of what God has told us. And we follow the Bible in a re-statement, a re-communicating what God has said in the Bible. And we create or recreate or replenish, if you like, reality by re-speaking it to others and so that we are all on the same page. And real, that's all reality is. It's logic, rationality, and ethics. And if anything is ethically wrong, it's because it's conceptually incoherent. Same for rationality and logic. The idea has to be logically coherent. It has to fit together and that's how we know reality in our own mind because in our own mind we have a conception that is totally coherent and if we're contradicting our own ideas which we must if we're not believing in God and believing in the reality he spoke into existence then we're being incoherent in our own self our ideas aren't consistent they're illogical and therefore unethical and it's as simple as that. We know reality unless we lie to ourselves. And if we lie to ourselves, we don't know God and we don't know reality. And we can't really communicate to other people in a coherent and ethical and rational manner. So if you see incoherence in your thoughts if you see an inconsistency in the way you see things you're living a lie